0: Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Spest. Hello. What's going on, Derek? Not much. Nothing new. My eyes (laughs) are absolutely filled with tears right now. (laughs) I think tonight's show should be entitled The Trials and Tribulations (laughs) of Derek's Moving Adventure.
1: (laughs) It's not an adventure.
0: It is hilarious, I must say. That's what purgatory must be. About. So before we came on, up- <laughs> before we, we started recording, we're talking about Derek's moving and the fact that his beard is getting thicker and he's still, so you, there's a box somewhere in your house. Look at my eyebrows. Look how long my eyebrows are. You shave your eyebrows? I have to trim them. They get really, really? long. Really? You don't, do you have eyebrows? I you do. You don't have they're eyebrows. Very, they're light colored. If you get close enough, <laughs> I've got eyebrows. <laughs> no, I've got a bald head, Derek. Goes from the back of my head straight <laughs> down to my nose. <laughs> There's nothing. <laughs> but you've got a box somewhere at home. Now, now we've figured out as a shaver. Yep. Reading about five, 10 pairs of reading glasses. <laughs> Power cord for your TV. Yeah. Because you guys have not been able to. So your TV's mounted to the wall? The TV's mounted. It's all
1: bolted and mounted. It's on a big swing arm, yada, yada, yada. A big 60 inch uh, Samsung TV. There's just
0: no plug-in cord there's no power cord <laughs> that's an awesome tv you got mr special can we watch it no shut up get out <laughs> i found the box
1: there's i found all the remotes and the hdmi cables and and uh, the the cat 5 cables and all that stuff right so i got the wi-fi up and all that's running but <laughs>
0: there's no the power, power cord here. it's like what do i do with the power cord <laughs> you need to call the people that bought your house there anything there? plugged in. (laughs) Is there a cable there? (laughs) And your tablet? You've lost your tablet. I I can't
1: find my tablet. Wow.
0: It's an adventure, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it really is.
0: And uh, you were saying you, there's scissors? So I, I was,
1: <laughs> I because I, I usually trim my eyebrows with this nice set of trimmers because what, I... Uh, $1,000
0: trimmers or well, something?
1: Well, not 1000 I used two trimmers and a $100 pair of scissors, but I was going to start cutting Beckett's hair. But Beckett <laughs> would never let me cut his hair. <laughs> it's like what what? So I thought, you know, I I will I'll spend this money, I'll never have to go
0: pay for Becca to get a haircut. I'll learn how to I'd probably take me five cuts or less and I'll I'll be adequate. But you can't cut his hair because number one, you can't find the scissors, number two, you can't find the bowls so you're gonna stick the <laughs> no bowl cut around. <laughs> <laughs> There's pictures of,
1: of me as a kid with a totally a bowl cut. <laughs> Is that like like the Beatles haircut? Yeah. <laughs> And as a kid I didn't know it was, uh, That's normal back in the 70s <laughs> right? the number 10 bowl You've got there <laughs> <laughs> Wow man You're having a
0: great time this week Aren't you <laughs> Yeah, and right? my and my
1: kids are all the, the kids and all the computers at home are all logged into my Google. So my Google timeline is filled with what kind of hair, one does Perry, Harry Potter have? Is, <laughs> <laughs> there are all kinds of Harry Potter stuff. I don't know. They were on a roll today.
0: Well, there's what was the other <laughs> thing? Walking corpse syndrome. Yeah,
1: I don't know where that came from. What is what?
0: Hopefully that was Siobhan doing a quick search for something. <laughs> well, Stella's really
1: into reading, so she probably came so- across something one of her books. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a
0: real thing too.
1: Apparently, you yeah. looked it up. Uh, it's I, like, oh yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <I'm, "Nah." laughs>
0: there's weird things going on <laughs> yes, in this special household. <laughs> Somebody's polluting my timeline. <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere along the lines, you guys are just gonna take a couple of days off and just totally unpack so uh, long
1: after the long weekend Siobhan's gonna she says she's getting frustrated too because we can't find anything and so we've well to stage the house we moved most of the house into a storage unit so there's yeah. boxes and boxes in the storage unit and uh, so she's taking a week's vacation to unpack just because <laughs> it's like can't do anything during the week right making supper, getting the kids ready for bed, this, that, the other thing. Yeah. And then she takes couch naps. So it's like, there's no time during the week. <laughs> so, <laughs> so and weekends are just busy. Like last weekend, I helped a buddy move and uh, oh, I was, I'm so sore right now. <laughs> my feet are sore. My back is sore. It's like uh, they have all their furniture was solid wood furniture. It's like, man, buy some light furniture. Get some Ikea Go to stuff. Ikea, buddy. <laughs> so so yeah, oh, wow. so the we, last weekend was was while I went paddling with you on Saturday morning, yeah. and then I spent sa- the rest of Saturday and Sunday uh, packing and moving stuff. Not my stuff, though. Not your stuff. Not my stuff.
0: You would think <laughs> after all this time, you would just say, you know what, dude, I'd love to help you move, but...
1: No, he's like family. I got to help.
0: <laughs> you see, that's more of an excuse. Like family? <laughs> you got friends? <laughs> wow dude
1: <laughs> they got a new night nice new house though i'm jealous
0: they- what? hey what? What do you mean you're jealous oh they have a beautiful house and they're in bridge north oh is yours is yours crap now
1: <laughs> <laughs> compared to theirs holy cow yeah they're in bridge north it's a nice house really? yeah right near right near uh kevin callen did you stop by and see kevin i couldn't remember the street he was on
0: oh why didn't you just text me
1: I was going to. I thought. I thought that would be creepy. It's like, where does Kevin live? <laughs> oh man! If I knew you were going there, I would have given you
0: a whole bunch of stickers. Oh, paddling adventures radio stickers. <laughs> Stick it on his. House. And then he could have like stuck them in his door and everything. <laughs> pressed the doorbell and, and ran. ran. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been awesome. <laughs> I
1: tried to I try to remember how we got there last time that last time and I can remember a few of the intersections and then the, the, the road he was on, but it's like no I, I can't figure it out. <laughs> Wieners. Wieners. Wiener <laughs> So my buddy moved about six blocks away from Kevin. Excellent. Yeah.
0: Now you got an excuse to go out there. <laughs> <Rash Kevin. laughs> yeah. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Drive yeah. by his house, honking a horn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your stick stove, I posted a picture of you looking like Sam Squatch with a yes, yes. stick stove and everybody's saying, time to blacken that thing up.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to artific... Oh, the stove, yes. Yeah, I- and your pots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. So uh, I had intended on making coffee on the weekend, but then I got up early and went paddling with you and then Sunday I was up in uh, Bridge North.
0: So See, if, if we had known you were going to Bridge North, we could have paddle a little bit faster and stop somewhere on the route when we were out out on the beach
1: (laughs) we could have we could have made coffee or something right on the beach yeah
0: while i was swimming you could have been
1: yeah there you go never even thought of that
0: way to go wiener
1: my plan was sunday morning because when we made the plans to go paddling on saturday it's like i'm going to burn this thing on sunday morning I even got a a little chunk of wood. I cut it about three inches long or two and a half inches long, and I cut it up in little tiny wedges to get the fire going. You put all these wedges in, it burns really good and solid and long. So it was, uh,
0: eh. All ready to go. Just
1: It's sitting there in my garage waiting to burn. Okay, so come home after (laughs) work tomorrow. Not after work. I got to make supper
0: for the kids. On a stick stove. (laughs) (laughs) Are you having hot dogs? (laughs) No. If you're having hot dogs tomorrow... You get the stick stove going. <laughs> Here, kids. Here's a wiener. Roast it over the stick stove. See? It's a family affair. Yeah, it's a...
1: Uh, what am I making? Uh, Mexican bean stew tomorrow.
0: Oh, what better place to make Mexican bean stew than over your yeah. new stick stove? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, so yes, we went to Duffins Creek with our friend Peter Romain on Saturday, Saturday. 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 I keep thinking Sunday, Sunday was mother's day and uh, my daughter's daughter's, uh, birthday. So we were doing all that sort of stuff. It was a nice paddle. It was really good. When you go to Rotary Park in Ajax, um, I know as an Ajax resident, if I want to go down there, I have to go to the city or the town of Ajax website yep. and register the license plate on my vehicle. Mm-hmm. So mine and... and Because these.
1: Ajax residents can park at Ajax Rotary Park for, for free. free because you're a right. resident.
0: If you're not a resident, you have to go online yep. and pay 20 bucks.
1: Yeah, and there's the signs. There have a QR code. You just put point your camera at the code, and it takes you to the website. And just push the button, takes your payment, yada yada yada.
0: Yeah, easy peasy lemon. Squeezy. Yeah, super and easy. B- massive sign as you're about to pull yeah. in the rotary park.
1: And it's May fifteenth to September fifteenth. Busy season. They want to yep. preserve the parking spots for residents. Local residents. Yeah, yeah. And across southern. And this is something that I, that I was. I saw. I mostly came across it because uh, I saw Alan Drummond was commenting on a, on a post about somebody at in uh, Port Carling. They uh, got a parking ticket. So it, it, so, Alan was saying that he's seen a lot of this across uh, across southern Ontario. Just because there's. With with the pandemic and stuff, a lot of people are getting out and paddling. And, and so there was this sudden pressure of uh, of so many people just out paddling and, and taking up parking spaces and to using boat ramps. And it was it, some of these municipalities said, enough's enough. We need to control access. Yeah. And what better way to control access than to start charging a fee and giving people parking tickets.
0: Right. The big problem is... If – because there there was one article that he was talking about where they said no – or there was no indication –
1: Yes, yeah, so the the woman she was talking about uh, in Carling, the, she uh, she she got there, she saw signage for residents only, so there must be some condos or something there on the waterfront. And then for the rest of it there's signs that it says uh I'm I'm using my S's too much today. Mm-hmm. Do you notice that? Shaver. I'm talking different. Maybe a I... shaver is change, missing. Change my position and talk lower. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, so she uh she went to the uh into the parking lot. And she was looking for spots. She said, well, I walked, she walked around. She said she did her due diligence, walked around, said "Uh, public boat launch is the only sign that she saw. And so apparently you would have to have gone to either the bylaws or the city website to see that you can't park there. It's not a pay parking. It is a no parking unless you're a resident. Yeah. And so she didn't know because she didn't look. pre look up the bylaws is like there's
0: got to be. You have to. Who ca- thinks about going when you go to a new town or any yeah. town? Oh, I better read up on the bylaws. Let me <laughs> just get my phone out and check up the local bylaws. Yeah, cause, yeah. As one does.
1: <laughs> so, so she ended up with. Uh, I think she said she had a seventy-five dollar ticket, and uh, and. She, she said that she was like, well, if I had known, she said if she had known, she wouldn't have parked there, whatever. But the sign said public parking. Mm-hmm. Public, or, boat no, public boat No, public boat, launch. Yeah, sorry, public yeah. boat launch. So, yeah, so apparently you can launch a boat there, but you can't park there.
0: Right. Drop <laughs> your boat off, park your car 10 miles away. <laughs> yes, exactly. Go, go park your car yeah. at home
1: so yeah. It, yeah and so uh, a few people uh, piped up and commented on this uh this story and what was it uh, Ontario, uh, Ontario Canoe and Kayak and whatever anyways a lot of people are saying that this they're seeing a lot of this people are getting ridiculous tickets and no warning and it, it's like sometimes it's time of day sometimes it's just you know and uh, it's it's well the municipalities are fighting back there's a uh, too many people parking and taking up residential parking mm-hmm. and, and so on. So you can kind of see, but, but really. 75 what it, bucks is a bit much. It's a bit much, but what they really should do is create signage. Mm-hmm. Like the Ajax in Ajax in that parking lot at, uh, whatever the wor- Rotary Park Rotary Park it's very clear if you miss that sign you idiot. should not <laughs> be driving <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah so they did really well they they were very clear with the signage they have the QR codes for you to pay for parking there's no machine or anything you have to pay online so if you don't have a phone then I guess you're going to have to walk but uh, but it is good it's clear mm-hmm. it's, it's you cannot mistake it that you have to pay for parking between uh, May 15th and September 15th right
0: yeah so,
1: yeah, it's uh, it's something that more and more we're going to have to deal with.
0: Yeah. So, if you're going out and paddling in a new spot and you're check the local bylaws a, <laughs> public, a public boat launch, you might want to <laughs> check the local bylaws first. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case. I know.
1: It's like, what? I'm not going to pre-check bylaws. I'm like, why would I check bylaws? You have to count on signage. Yeah. But I guess maybe the city sees it as a money-making scheme. I don't know.
0: Wow. Well, so... I'm coming across a whole lot of things, gas <coughs> prices, that uh, <laughs> just seem to be people gouging and yeah. for clawing back all this money that they've yeah. lost over the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it... Uh, I used to be able to fill up my truck for 150 bucks. 150 <laughs> bucks got me half a tank.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous, yeah, eh?
0: It's pathetic. Um... So yeah, if you're heading out to uh, a new place to park, a new place to boat, watch where you park your vehicle. Just mm-hmm. want to double check, uh, so you don't walk out with a paddle or uh, uh, a ticket. But back to the story, Duffins Creek, Duffins Creek. Yeah. So let's talk about Duffins Creek. So Peter got his uh, Swift Prospector 15 back. Yeah. I Guess there was an issue with it when he first got it.
1: The glaze, yeah, I was cracking it was- and ghosting, and so yeah, they so took
0: it back. They said, oh, yeah. Happens? Yeah, they fixed it for him. He fixed it, no problems, yeah. and he picked it up and wanted to come down and give it a whirl. It's so light; it's a nice boat. Yeah. Well, it's a foot uh, shorter than ours. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, a bit of a different layup inside with the seats. He's got the kneeling thwart and everything. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we headed on down to Duffins Creek, uh, which is you know comes into Lake. O- I always say it comes out of Lake Ontario, but doesn't it actually flows <laughs> it into, into, into Lake, Lake Ontario. Ontario? Yeah. And you know, spring. uh, we Like doing the spring paddles because it shows the changes in the river mm-hmm. from the previous year. Like we saw, so like three new sets of downed trees across the river. Yes, yeah. Uh, what do you expect over winter? What you we expect yeah. to
1: happen? There right? was a big windstorm in February, March. So,
0: yeah, the it eroded banks, log jams, that sort of stuff. There wasn't as much garbage this year.
1: Yeah, i i was uh, I was surprised by that. It, it, I remember. We paddled there last year, mm-hmm. so there must have been a lot of water flow because it seems all the garbage got washed away.
0: Yeah, there there was like I say, there was hardly. I mean, there was still some garbage, but mm-hmm. you didn't see tons of like big yeah. behind behind a log jam just you massive. Know, bunches it's entirely of
1: possible somebody did a uh, the river cleanup, a spring cleanup, or something along. Yeah, I didn't Creek. hear anything about no? one.
0: So yeah.
1: Is it was really clean. I was yep. there was very. I like, think there was some garbage. I saw a couple of Tim Hortons. Oh cups yeah, there were some, but like nothing the, like there's yeah, been in previous. Exactly. Years.
0: Yeah. So that was really nice to. It was impressive. Not see.
1: It was. <laughs> it was very like it's. Usually when you go out there, and you see you know the the Tim Hortons cups and the bags of dog poo and and stuff like that. It kind of gets under your skin, but it was just a, a nice spring paddle duffins creek it mm-hmm. was a nice warm day and and it was that absence of the irritating buzz in the back of your head because you see so many tim hortons cups
0: yeah uh we did see a couple of uh well season for spring uh trout fishing in that right yeah there's so a few fishermen few fishermen there so catching we trout did, uh, or rainbows yeah we did cut some fishing oh line we got some hooks lures, yeah out of the trees yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm glad I have that, uh, knife mounted on my, uh, life jacket because that way when I come mm-hmm. up, I can just grab the tree branch, bring it down, cut the, the hook out yeah, all that, throw it in the bottom of my boat to toss out later. So we got a few of those things and the flowers, uh, the greenery is starting to come up now. Yep, yep. So you're starting to get within the next week or so, you're going to start seeing trillions oh, yeah. and everything's going to really come out. Lots of birds are back. We saw the swans, geese, a uh, bunch of swallows. We saw a kingfisher. Saw the kingfishers. There are, was there one or two? I think there was two.
1: I don't know. He was flying around so flying much. Back he he could have been four or he could have been one. I don't know.
0: Uh, they're back. Um, it's nice to see them because I've only started seeing them, I think, was it last year or the year before? I haven't seen them in all the years I've lived mm-hmm. in the Ajax yeah. area. I've never seen them. I very the rarely couple. see them. Cardinals. We saw the Cardinals. They were bopping around as well bright red tons of raccoons uh tracks on shore
1: never saw one but saw lots of their feet yeah. footprints
0: uh water level was pretty decent not too high not too low i yeah. expected it would have been higher i
1: thought it would have been higher but uh, i guess we're pretty late in uh, from spring right and we yeah. haven't had a lot of rain lately in like in in april we had a lot of heavy rains and stuff but that's weeks ago so yeah, it's i
0: still figured it would be a, a little bit higher yeah. still but uh, there's a couple of spots where the, the current was still coming down pretty good. And what we saw, one canoe coming down the river. And then when we were we were heading back, we saw... This was an it entire like gaggle. A, a, a gaggle. A gaggle of suppers?
1: <laughs> yeah, a gaggle of suppers.
0: <laughs> there was what, about eight people on uh, stand-up paddle yep, boards. Yep. They were all heading up the river.
1: wetsuits, dry suits, yeah.
0: Yep, the whole meal deal. So... Uh, no, it was a, it was a real nice uh, paddle up. Nothing too hectic. Nothing mm-hmm. too. We weren't in a hurry. Just nice get out there.
1: I was on when we got down to the end. I was honestly surprised when I dug out my phone. I was just checking for messages, see what's up. And it's like, whoa, it's
0: one o'clock. We were on the water at nine.
1: <laughs> was it nine? I thought yeah. it was uh, there, eight thirty. About so we got thirty. Took a while gear on. Yeah. it was about nine. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, it's like I was thinking I was going to look down and see ten thirty 30,
0: 11 o'clock. Oh, no. no huh. it's, it's time flies it's, it Really, run. it's surprising mm-hmm. how long it takes you to get up there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the number of swans in that one, and they've cut those bays off now. Yeah, they're closed I, off. I, I don't know what that great system is. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Is it?
0: Because it looks like it's big enough to keep big chunks of stuff out. It
1: looks like, so The some of the screens that were in there looked like they were... Tight enough that it would stop larger fish from getting in there.
0: But what if the small fish got in there and grew up? And, and grew big, 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 big fish? Big, and They'd never get out. And they'd never get out. <laughs> so does it really matter? Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe you know what? Because the the carp and that get get mm-hmm. in through that whole area, and they're just splashing and everything. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was it was kind of weird not to be able to paddle in there and see all the swans up close.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh,
0: and that one that one bay. Must have been a dozen or more swans yeah. sitting there. Didn't see any uh, Canada geese babies yet.
1: No, no. It, yeah, you'd expect to see them. I, I've mm-hmm. seen them around work. You said you saw them at your work.
0: Yeah, we got the the, the pair that are at our work. Are, mm-hmm. uh, they're bopping around with their babies right now, so.
1: And I didn't even see any oh. geese sitting on nests or nothing.
0: No, but we saw that bird nest with the bird sitting in it.
1: Oh, yeah. A little swallow. Was it a swallow? I think it was a swallow. We we, a yeah, chickadee or something?
0: A, well, it wasn't chickadee. It was like one of those little, I've little, little brown things. Swallows. Yeah, a little
1: yeah. brown thing. But, yeah, he was giving us her, she was giving us the side eye as we paddled past. And her nest was right over the water. That That is going to be a very critical first flight for that baby. Yeah.
0: flap, <laughs> flap, flap, <flat>, splash. <laughs> It's going to be either sink or swim. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, really nice day. Like I say, no no hurry to get anywhere. Nice paddle mm-hmm. up. And then, of course, you get the current taking you all the way back down. So you really just it's have a to- a
1: much easier paddle going back down. Yeah, you just have to <laughs> hold your paddle there and yeah. steer really, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. No golfers taking shots because I believe they've sold off Anandale Ash- Golf a- Course. Endale a- a- And Dale. Golf Course? Yeah. I did. So, uh, I did. How many t- golf
1: balls did you get? I collected twelve. Well, I was determined. <laughs> After I got it at about nine balls, I was as we were, we just stopped for a little wander break to stretch our hips, and as so I started finding golf balls, and it's like, okay, you know, I, I have to come up with this with an even dozen balls. <laughs> so
0: you did, yeah, yeah. And then you get in the canoe, and what do you do? You start taking them all out of yeah. your pocket. <laughs> clatter, oh. clatter, clatter! <laughs> all these golf balls hitting <laughs> the bottom of the, of the boat. Uh, on our way back, we passed the, uh, the put in there and went right down to the mouth of right the to river, the surf. right, right yeah. to Lake Ontario. And then waves were coming up pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I, wanted to, it would have, if I had a kayak, I might've taken a little trip out. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of guys out there surfing the, the waves in their kayaks. Mm-hmm. One of them took quite the, uh. Oh. wave to the face, apparently. He lost his hat, lost his glasses. Yeah. And, oh, and they were walking back and walking forth. They, they, to find them. they knew
1: they were going to find the glasses, but they were determined to find the hat. That. And at the end, <laughs> I
0: guess they did. Uh, but no, I was chit-chatting with them, and yeah, a nice day to be out. And they were just going to come out and surf the waves for the day. And that was yeah. That was their whole mm-hmm. for going down there. They weren't going anywhere else. Yeah, they
1: were both in dry suits. And yep. you got to try your dry suit?
0: I had my new Co-Tat Odyssey dry suit, and uh, I was ready to make sure it stays nice and warm. I paddled for the entire, what, four hours or whatever, five hours that we were out Didn't there. Didn't overheat? Didn't overheat and, or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, when we got to the end, we we beached our canoes on the beach there, and there's a little spit that you can walk over to get to Lake Ontario itself, and the yeah. waves were coming up pretty good there. I just walked straight out there and... Right into the waves. Right into the waves. Uh, the, we- the water was... Four degrees, which is thirty nine degrees Fahrenheit mm-hmm. so four degrees celsius thirty nine Fahrenheit a little chilly it was chilly um I mean that's only four degrees above freezing right mm-hmm. so walked out there and um did a little float quickly. one thing I did I do need to get is a nice pair of paddling gloves. <laughs> I'm walking out <laughs> with my hands up like yeah I Never thought that far ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, hands. <laughs> I forgot there's hands involved here. Uh, but no, you know what? Big waves came right up and over, and stayed dry, stayed nice and warm. It did everything it's supposed to do. Nice. The astral wrestler two shoes I was wearing, they were nice and comfy. Uh, they kept my feet warm i guess while well, yeah. socks really helped well your and uh, your feet the booties and, and your feet were helped. dry so. but uh you know what they were really they were really comfortable they didn't cut off the circulation um i stepped in one spot i shouldn't have stepped in and went oh. past the ankle in mud so i <laughs> guess since they're dirty i got to keep them now <laughs> there's no returns on them bad boys but that's my biggest thing is putting on a pair of shoes and then you're sitting in the canoe and your feet start losing feeling because they're not they're too tight yeah yep. no not at all
1: did you originally go oversized because you're wearing them with a yeah. dry suit
0: yeah oh yeah i definitely because i tried them on with a dry suit got it yeah and i had a pair of socks on inside the dry suit mm-hmm. so i knew i need to get a little bit bigger because in the fall and spring and if i go in the winter i'm definitely going to be wearing
1: extra pair of, extra socks. Pair of yeah. like heavy socks
0: yeah. um so yeah that was perfect mm-hmm. perfect for that uh, the only comment I would have about the new dry suit is the gaskets around the wrists. Now, there's the one around the neck. Yeah. Um, putting on a dry suit in front of a mirror <laughs> is one thing. Doing it without a mirror is something totally different. Uh, but yeah, the, the one around the, the gasket around the neck, I knew where I had to have it. And actually, once I got it positioned, it didn't bother me all day. Mm -hmm. It'll stretch out a little bit as I go, but it wasn't like cutting the circulation off to my neck or hampering my breathing or as far as I know. Uh, I could have been hallucinating the entire day and it could have been a (laughs) dream for all I knew and I was still at home. But uh, the ones around my wrists, they... You, you get them flat so they're not folded over. Yeah. But as you're doing stuff, they paddling bun- and stuff, they, they start to they move. They riffle it, and they bunch up. And they bunch up and then you're looking and you're like, Why are my fingers tingling? <laughs> <laughs> so you kind gotta stick your finger in and pull them out and get the blood flowing back blood to your go- fingertips <laughs> and straighten them out again. I had to do that a few times, but hopefully that'll stop after yeah. a while.
1: Um, you must be able to get different grades and sizes of gaskets, eh? Well, they
0: say you can cut them, but I don't want to cut
1: them. No, you don't want to cut them. You
0: don't want to cut them, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just missing something. Uh, I'm sure Alan's listening to this and he's going to tell you, you're an idiot. Why didn't you just? Why didn't you call me? Yeah, why didn't you just call me? (laughs) Shut up, Alan. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, but you know what? Um, Other than that, oh, (sighs) the beard issue. Oh, yes. So, yeah, once I got... I didn't have anything covering my beard this time, so, you know, it pulled a couple of times, but I got past that. And then when you're pulling it from your, this big zipper from your um, shoulder down across... Beard going through the zipper. You're looking down, and, and then you lift your head up so your beard doesn't get caught too late. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there's a couple of beard ears yeah. gone.
1: Yeah, I was watching you. I saw you getting it in the zipper. I saw you... Uh, so even your life jacket, you're trying to zip up your life jacket without zipping into your beard. It's like,
0: <laughs> Zippers, man. They're <laughs> a beard's worst friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got to get a new uh, get look into uh, a set of paddling gloves. Now, the guy that I met out in the surf. Yeah, he, he had a wicked thick set he of gloves some on. He nice, had yeah. nice thick gloves on that uh, I'm sure were keeping his hands warm. Like I say, all in all, a really nice day for a paddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, dry suit, I'm more than happy with. I'm glad I finally got one. Uh, the shoes, love them. Um, went to Frontenac Outfitters and talked to Zach, and he recommended the shoes and that, especially I'm really happy with those shoes. Yeah. Now, my big thing, now you, Peter, and I, when we were sitting there and I was pulling my foot out of the mud, uh, we were discussing about these shoes that they're, they're supposed to have really good soles for rocks and stuff. Now, whether I'm going to stick to my Solomons for my canoe tripping in the summer, or would I wear these? Uh, kind of pricey, so I don't know that I'm going to be wanting to bash them up on rock. but yeah, yeah. You know. But yeah, if I was doing something like the Big East River on the Meanest Link or something like that, I would probably wear these shoes. And it's the ones, the, the higher
1: ankle mid length mid height so there's a bit more ankle protection yeah not so much not so much for rolling over your ankle but a little bit more from barking your your ankles off of rocks and stuff
0: exactly yeah and yeah you know i didn't slip on any rocks or anything all day Mm -hmm. i just sunk to my knees in mud (laughs) (laughs) rock proof not mud proof (laughs) so yeah that was a great day Uh, there seems to be a lot of people out this past weekend. I mean, two weekends ago, there was a lot of people out, but this weekend just seemed to be everybody was out on the water somewhere. It seemed, um, the floodgates for all puns and whatnot, (laughs) uh, have seemed to have opened on paddling. Uh, everybody's starting to get out there. Uh, there's a lot of. Events like races, festivals, clubs, uh, competitions, sport, all the educational sessions, you know, like, uh, learn to kayak, learn to canoe, learn to stand up paddleboard, all that sort of stuff. Everywhere you look on, on Google and news and Facebook pages, and it's all about all these things that are coming up. It's like everybody's just, Somebody, like you say, the floodgates have just opened mm-hmm. from two years from doing nothing, and now oh, yeah. everybody's set to jump right back into the thick of it, which is really cool. How? And that's why there is also those parking issues. Yes, why there is also parking <laughs> issues. As excited as people are to get out on the water uh, this time of year, right now, especially in the northern, you know, areas, their water is in a lot of spots is moving fast, it, and it's moving its high water. Yeah. Be careful out there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. This is when, because if you Google canoeing, kayaking, anything under news, you're going to see a lot lot of of, incidents. There's a lot of uh, bad things have happened already this year and it's just started. Uh, So be careful when you're going out there. It's great to get out there this time of year already, but uh, take care. Be safe when you're on the water and have fun, you know? Mm -hmm. If if you got to call it a day, you know, River's going to be there next weekend, right? So that's what it's all about, is getting out there, being safe, and, and having fun. Um, what else is going on? Oh. Apparently, me and electronics are not doing well this week. Okay. Between computers <laughs> and all that sort of stuff, and phones, and yeah, I'm not having a good time with that. Um, the Seine River in Winnipeg. Same Seine. Sane. Sane River. S-E-I-N-E. Sane. S-E-I-N-E. Sane River in Winnipeg. There is a giant fiberglass hand statue that sits right on shore. you okay. paddling by, you come around the corner, there's this big hand like, yo! And it's just waving at you? <laughs> this big hand sticking up. It looks, I mean, it looks exactly like a giant human hand. It stands taller than a person, so it's like 8 wow. eight, ten feet tall sort of thing it's just wonky colors mm-hmm. but it like it's got the lines that you have on the palm of your hand so it's detailed everything so it's detailed uh, the statue has been on the bank not far from the city's perimeter highway for more than a decade hmm. it's on the property of a museum worker who saved the former exhibit from the garbage Okay. So I guess they were going to toss it in the trash. It's fiberglass. Mm-hmm. Toss that in the trash. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll put it <laughs> on my property next to the river. Yeah. Freak everybody out, whatever. Mm. Well, I guess the river rose.
1: Washed it away. And
0: washed the hand. What? The hand go. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> it waved away as it went down the river. Wow. Um, yeah, and apparently it's been quite the, uh, people are used to seeing it. It's people do the walking trails to go see okay, it and yeah. that sort of stuff. Right? I mean, it's, at the end of the day, when you look at it, you're like, it's just the big fiberglass hand.
1: There's a lot of things that people stop to see, like the big ball of yarn in some, one of the states down south. You can you see hockey sticks, yeah. giant paddle and
0: giant hand in the middle of the nowhere. <laughs> so there was a group of paddlers that got together and decided to go look for it. Oh, did they find it? Uh, one of the paddlers says, it's one of those things that everybody, when they paddle down that end of the river, looks for. It's a landmark that's kind of fun to see on the shore. Flood watches and advisories have been in effect in Manitoba, and the river has been higher than the usual, likely tipping the hand over, carrying it off. How far it had gone was unknown. <laughs> so they're thinking, okay, we're going to be paddling quite the distance. Two canoes and two people on open-topped kayaks launched on the Seine River to look for it, and they only had to go 600 meters downstream. Oh, they found it. Heard they on. found it. Uh, spotted a, the giant hand floating up against a downed tree, but you couldn't see it from the land. Oh, okay. So that's why people said it must have gone yeah. way, way down. Uh, since it weighed at least a couple hundred pounds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm thinking my old fiberglass canoe was close to 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. And this thing's bigger than that. So uh, they couldn't drag it on shore and carry it. Mm -hmm. So they decided they'd rig ropes up so they could tow it between the two canoes in a way that it wouldn't get damaged by bumping against canoes or trees. It took about an hour paddling upstream, but they finally reached their destination where the statue's owners greeted them and they hauled it back into its normal display position.
1: (laughs) So I guess it's not a high flow river.
0: Um, well, it was just high water at the time.
1: I know, but you're paddling up river with a couple hundred pound statue of a hand.
0: Yeah. I guess at this point, now that the water's down again, Mm -hmm. they could paddle up and I got (laughs) to think that though, when it did go down, there was enough water to current to knock it from its spot. Yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah, if you're paddling back up with a couple people, then (laughs) giant. But if you see the, if you Google that, just Google Sane River hand and you'll see the giant hand i mean it's (laughs) if you if you saw people going up the river with this giant hand (laughs) what's going on i would have been tempted to sit in it sit in (laughs) the palm of a hand because you know it's gonna float you're googling it right i am oh look at that it's floating how's it floating so it's like you're a. so it's heavy but
1: it's not it didn't sink
0: no but you could sit somebody in the palm of that you hand could, you could ride down the river. You could ride that thing. So I when, see the when, picture
1: of the canoes towing it.
0: So I'm thinking if we go do that tanking. Oh. Huh? We just stop by the same river in Winnipeg, steal a certain hand. <laughs> <laughs> and ride the hand. Ride the hand all the way down the river. <laughs> that. Is awesome. So
1: my original thoughts was that this thing was at the bottom of the river. I didn't realize it was. Flowing. Well, they they didn't
0: know if it would be at the bottom of the river or not. They were <laughs> they were all thinking they would never find it. Maybe it, it had sunk, or they'd be paddling over and go, oh yeah, it's way down there. We're not getting that out, and it would be there forever. <laughs> but apparently
1: not. Well, look at that. Aha! It's the same color as I had. it's actual skin tone
0: color in a couple of spots. That's creepy. Yeah. The palm looks like it's been bleached. Yeah, yes. From the sun and Sun stuff. bleached or something. The fingertips. It's got fingernails and everything. Makes you wonder what the exhibit was.
1: <laughs> Comments to the CBC story. Great job, guys. Let's give them a
0: hand. <laughs> <laughs> High five. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Google Sane River hand. Yeah. And you'll see exactly what it looks like. That's <laughs> awesome, eh? <laughs> Too funny. Um, What else we got here? We got a couple things still to talk about here. Drought. Let's talk drought. Did you know... Did you know... Chile, Argentina, and the American West are in the midst of a decade-long mega drought. The driest conditions those regions have seen in a century and many areas of Western Canada and the United States are experiencing extreme drought in a once-in-a-20-year event.
1: Well, yeah, and the U.S. is experiencing... Right now, their their drought is going ongoing for over 20 years. Yeah.
0: The American West's mega-drought deepened so much last year that it is now known as the driest it's been in at least 1,200 years. Hmm. Now, of course, I'm not going to get into the whole climate change. No, it's not climate change. It just happens. No, it's not. It it's matter. happening now. It's happening now. There's no dinosaurs to worry about. <laughs> uh, so no now, dinosaurs were harmed in the <laughs> making of this podcast. Drought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it definitely has ramifications for the paddling community. The Kawaya River, which is north of Bakersfield, California, for instance, uh, Sequoia adventures is the only local company offering whitewater rafting on the Kauai down from 10 companies two years ago. Wow. So in 2020, there was 10 companies offering whitewater rafting trips. Now there's one. Hmm. And if you're wanting to go whitewater rafting, you're figuring, Oh, hey, let's go this summer. Let's check out a time this summer and go. Yeah. Right. So the local whitewater rafting industry is bottomed out. One local company is left in the three rivers offering rafting trips down the river. Uh, He says, uh, uh, David Hammond, he's the owner of Sequoia Adventures, people need to hurry with only about two more weeks left when we can offer trips. He hopes to offer trips until around May 20th. May Hmm. 20th. Yeah. So if you're thinking, hey, let's head on down that way and we'll do a trip in July. Your
1: time, your windows you are so far <laughs> past time.
0: Uh, river.com a website devoted to the sport <clears throat> of whitewater rafting, at one time listed 10 companies offering rafting on the Kawea. The river is, uh, is fed by snowmelt from the 12,000-foot peaks in Sequoia National Park. It's been advertised as offering some of the finest whitewater rafting in central and southern California. And this is the thing that gets me is these little stats. One of America's steepest rivers dropping 85 feet per mile in its first few miles. Oh, yes. that's significant. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call that whitewater rafting or <laughs> waterfall. waterfall rafting. <laughs> uh, snowpack is melting uh, fast this season and just... 15% of normal as of May 1st, according to California Department of Water Resources. River runoff is about 54% normal. Hmm. That's quite a drop. Yeah. Uh, he says, we started rafting trips in early March of this year, and it's been a big labor. He uh, says, Hammond, who's been rafting business his entire adult life. We ran our first trip on the Kauai River in 1988, and more than 30 years later, this is still ours and many of our guides' favorite river trips. This is the river is the only one we run. Hmm. Um, so, Walnut Creek-based All Outdoors operates professionally guided whitewater rafting trips on 10 California rivers, including Kauai. One of their earlier advertisements described Kaweya's wild ride as Class 4 and 5 rapids, the highest level of rapids based on speed, drops, and tight maneuvering. The Kauai River is one of America's steepest river runs featuring long boulder slaloms and tricky hydraulics that create an adrenaline-pumping ride. This river trip is for strong swimmers, in good shape, and ideally with prior Class 3 paddling experience. The rapids are fast and technical. Our experienced guides will help you navigate these waters. Hmm. That was no longer the case. (laughs) Quay is only 33.6 miles long, but drops two and a half miles in the middle run. During wet years, the snow melt coming off mountains is moving at 2,500 cubic feet per second, offering boaters a fast-moving, exhilarating run. The last big year was was 2019. Since then, the flow has been underwhelming. It's gone from 2,500 cubic feet per second to 800. Wow, that's a big cubic. drop. That's, that's a, huge. That's a, yeah. That's can, a huge
1: drop. I can see why they're only doing runs in the spring runoff now. It's uh, outside of the spring runoff. There's not enough water to run it.
0: Yeah. There was... Um, there's On the National Geographic page... There is an article, and I I, I never went back to it. There's a couple of guys doing pack rafting on, is it the Yapama River? I want to say it's the Yapama. Yapana? Yeah. Uh Yapama River? Something like that. And they were going to do the last 50 kilometers of this river. And usually it's good water. You could pack raft and have a great time. They spent more time walking and getting in and out of their pack rafts and carrying their pack rafts then they actually did paddling the pack rafts. Okay. There was areas where, um, like the one guy says, I was, I've been here years before and you know, there's the massive water going by and you're hearing all the frogs and you're it's just so alive with noise. And now it's just this trickle. Yeah. Uh, you know, in spots, that mm-hmm. there's a trickle of water going by and, you know, you're, it's not even enough to float a raft on, huh. right? Uh, so yeah, the drought is is really starting to affect, I mean, it's it, it it's not just starting to affect things like farming and all that sort of stuff, but when it comes to paddling, it's now really taking a toll on it, you know, and mm-hmm. it's taking a toll on businesses, right? But wait, <laughs> that's not all. Lake, Meir, Lake Mead oh, yes. near Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Largest man-made reservoir and it keeps receding due to drought. Mm-hmm. So this isn't anything new. Uh, it says there's still enough water for paddlers for now. Uh, there's been an unforeseen development since the water keeps... Now they're saying the water's receding, receding, and things that have... Been, been hidden. Hidden for years. Like there was one article I was reading. One of the water pipes that takes water to Las Vegas mm-hmm. is now uncovered. Huh? So the water's not going to Vegas. Yeah. Right? This is a, this is an issue. Uh, one of the other unseen things coming out of this as the water recedes and recedes and recedes. Bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, And in seven days, human remains have been discovered twice in the lake. A body was found stuffed in a steel barrel, according to Las Vegas Metropolitan Police. They believe it's a homicide as a result of a gunshot wound and believe the man was killed in the mid 70s and early 80s based on his clothing and footwear. (laughs) Yikes. Yikes. (laughs) <laughs> mm. So hey, You're going to sleep with the fishes <laughs> So so there's
1: There's some There's some uh, near wells out there Who are going Oh where did I put that body I better go see if I need to move that Hello Jimmy <laughs> Hoffa What
0: <laughs> are doing buddy pal <laughs> Hey where'd you bury that guy Threw <laughs> in the lake oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's not buried anymore <laughs> Hey Guido go, You better go check yeah. So <laughs> In regards to body number 2, yeah. US National Park Service rangers said human skeletal remains were found, but they have no evidence to suggest foul play. Discovery was made by two sisters who said they were paddle boarding because the lake is uh, because the lake water was too shallow to go snorkeling. Uh. So if you can't go snorkeling, <laughs> that's pretty shallow. Yeah. Uh, they found the skeletal remains when they stopped to explore a sandbar they said used to be underwater before this drought. Uh, they dropped the water table to historic record lows. And at first they thought it was the remains of a bighorn sheep. Then they discovered a human jawbone with teeth and reported them to the park rangers. Yes. yes as one does. Uh, they grew up. They said they grew up in Vegas and heard rumors of mafia hit men dumping bodies in the lake. Jeff Schumacher, a mob historian and vice president of exhibits and programs at the Mob Museum in Las Vegas. The Mob Museum. There's a Mob Museum. Said that the discoveries of the bodies, especially the man found in the barrel, have reignited these rumors. (laughs) Hey, let's go with it. (laughs) Certainly Las Vegas has a history uh, with the Mob and there have been people who have gone missing in the area over the years that may have been the victim of mob violence. But I don't recall a case where we've had anything like this where a found body in a barrel that popped up in Lake Mead. <laughs> hmm. This could be a trend. Schumacher said disposing of a body in a barrel is a classic mob technique dating back to the 1880s. <laughs>
1: There's about
0: to be a lot of bodies and barrels discovered, me thinks.
1: <laughs> well, there's also going to be a lot of nervous people just wondering where they hid the bodies. Oh, what
0: what part of that lake did I leave it oh, in? Uh, oh, wait a minute. Was that no? Oh, no, that was another one. And
1: and you can't plan for this. Like th- so one thing that <laughs>
0: you
1: No, you can't plan for, for the water to go away. Like it's hey, like, uh, "Oh, I didn't What
0: what, what if they uh, you know like uh, get rid of the dam. Uh, <laughs> what, what do you do?
1: So, but one of the things that kind of staggering to me is, uh, so you think about Lake Mead and, uh, Lake Mead is, uh, Lake Mead is created when they built the Hoover Dam, correct? Yeah.
0: So that water has dropped a couple hundred feet. Well, when you look at the pictures now, it's not a Hoover Dam. It's just a Hoover wall. They
1: expect to only be able to make use of that dam for another two years. No, three, 2025.
0: I don't think they really need it now. (laughs) <laughs>
1: but that's incredible that the water that that such a massive drought so it uh they started filling that reservoir when they built the dam so the reservoir started filling in about uh in 1930 and uh i was reading that some of the uh so the the mean height or the, they do it for sea level height. So I think the bottom of the dam, it would be about uh, 680 or something, at around 700 feet. And uh, the water level, I think in 83, it was twelve twelve hundred eighty 1280 feet above sea level. And in 2020, no, in, I can't remember, but yeah, so in the 80s, I think one of the highest levels it's been. But now it's, it's almost back down to like, uh, I think they're at right about, Eight or 900 feet. Mm -hmm. So it's dropped drastically and there's only, they're, they're estimating that the, the reservoir is only going to exist until about 2025. Something needs to happen. Yeah. So what, what's fascinating though is, uh, I would love to get out there and paddle it because you're going to see stuff that you never get to see unless you're scuba diving. Like the well, old town of Saint Thomas is uh, is now above water, right? And so this was abandoned in uh, in 1930 when they started filling the reservoir, and uh, it uh, just to see these old adobe buildings and and stone structures and and whatnot that have survived though being submerged for almost 100 years.
0: Well, I mean it's a whole. If you want to put a positive spin on it, a whole new. Aspect of tourism.
1: Absolutely. Right? I want to go paddle there. I want to paddle there, paddle there right? tomorrow. It's like, that would be fascinating. So. I want to go look for bodies. When
0: We're <laughs> going body hunting. Where are you going to Vegas? It's on, yeah. my, it's on my bucket list. It's my bucket list. Find a body. <laughs> Find a body. I found three. <laughs> Checkpot. Uh, so picture this. He said, this This uh, Schumacher says that the reservoir, which is formed by, as like you say, the Hoover Dam on the Colorado River, Continues to recede, more shocking discoveries are likely to emerge, including the wreckage of a B-29 bomber that crashed in the lake in 1947, oh. right? There's probably a whole bunch of sunken boats there too. Who knows what other stuff people have thrown out into the water over the years, physical objects as well as bodies. So remember we went to tobamore in the kayaks. Yeah. Now that water's not as clear down there. No. Right. But could you imagine paddling and then looking down the water and just clearing the top of a B-29 bomber? I know. Right underneath that. would be kind of spooky. Or an alien spaceship. Oh, don't tease now. (laughs) You're just teasing. Stop it. (laughs) I still want to go do the Area 51 fun run. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be kind of cool though. Like if there's boats and like old steamers, It would be fascinating. Or something, the stuff you'd just, see. Just to, you know, as you're paddling around, you look as you're passing. What, what's that? And then all of a sudden, just the outline. Yeah. Just, just under the water. That'd be amazing. Of a big boat or a- because it was
1: it was fascinating to do it in Tobermore. It, like we, yeah. we we were kayaking that day, and just to, to kind of drift across the top of these uh, sunken watercraft and stuff, and these old barges and ships and all that stuff. It was like, oh look at that! You can see the you can. And the water's super clear in Tobermore yeah. too. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So you can see everything very clearly. Yeah,
0: yeah. But you know what? Just I mean, this is the the west coast, and they're talking down in South America and everything. And that's I mean, South America. You got the big white water. Stuff going on and stuff, right? Yep. If the drought's happening straight across the West from Canada down to South mm-hmm. America, that's got a huge impact on huge the paddling impact. community.
1: Well, I, and so we we obviously <clears throat> initially we think of uh, of. Of tourism and paddling and stuff like that, but it's it's a it's going to wreak havoc on on economies and water resources and
0: well, I like could say with farming and everything, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, in that article I was saying in the uh, National Geographic, um, they said there was one day they were paddling and it seemed to be maybe an inch or two more of water, and he says that could have just been because people. Upstream had closed the irrigation ditches so that they could cut hay oh, okay. and stuff like that. So something simple as that mm-hmm. will add like an inch. So <laughs> something as simple as them closing the irrigation ditches can add that much water.
1: Yeah. Huh
0: that's just makes you think
1: well there's the Colorado River has seven states that take water from it mm-hmm. and so y- if you think about that uh, the the burden on the river to get from the headwaters down to the into the ocean it um, th- there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, people taking away from that flow and yeah. it becomes a trickle by the time it's at the end right well it's not a trickle but it's still a big river but still when you have seven states like when you have the giant uh, all the well, the, the
0: California itself. Yeah,
1: California right? just pipes out Nevada, of water there crazy. Like Las Vegas wouldn't survive without pulling water there, right? It's uh and it it's just incredible. Like when you see that in the middle of the desert they're like pumping so much water that you have these giant uh, golf courses and people with green lawns and whatever.
0: Well you gotta think, what's gonna happen if it does if Lake Mead finally just dries up? What's gonna happen to Vegas?
1: Yeah, I know, right? And things like yeah. that, right? So there's still going to be water pumping through just because it's the Colorado River, but you're not going to have a reservoir. Mm-hmm. You're going to have live, you know, active water that you're trying to pull from and, and you're, there's going to be less and less available to yep. uh, make it to the ocean. And if the drought thing.
0: continues. Oh, yeah. And of course, they're talking fires again this year too.
1: Oh, yeah. Every year. Yeah. So it's fire season is getting longer and longer. Hmm. Hey. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, let's switch over to something else here. Something fun. <laughs> <laughs> something fun. About
1: bodies and and, body. Death and
0: mayhem. Bodies and drought mayhem. <laughs> oh man! You know that would be a highlight of your trip, though. To find a body. <laughs> so uh, you went paddling in Lake. Yeah, we we made a trip to Lake. Mead we went some paddling. Oh oh oh! Guess what I found? <laughs> <laughs> so I hit something. I thought it was a rock. I oh, <laughs> it was a barrel, and there was a body in the barrel. <laughs> awesome it's unfortunate the guy
1: died yeah but (laughs) caveat I I gotta put that caveat there somebody's listening going those guys are cruel and vicious
0: it's like a treasure hunt (laughs) can we donate that to the like the barrel can they donate that to to Jeff Schumacher's mob museum there you go yeah (laughs) It depends
1: on what the... the, the, What's the the
0: going rate on a barrel, (laughs) a used barrel?
1: Well, they said that this barrel was uh, almost completely uh, rusted away. So? There wasn't much left.
0: (laughs) It's more than he's got (laughs) now. Yes, true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sure the police are going to have it uh, on hand for quite some time.
0: Beggars, choosers? Yeah. I doubt
1: they'll get fingerprints off it, but hey. Well, I doubt they would, (laughs) but you know,
0: it'd be definitely something for his museum. Yeah, Absolutely. 20 bucks. <laughs> All right. Uh, indigenous students at Simcoe Shores Secondary School, 7th Fire Campus in Midland, Ontario, were provided a unique opportunity in April. The chance to learn from a master canoe builder, Chuck Commanda. Uh, he's he's uh, doing his best to keep traditional birch bark canoeing, uh, canoe building alive When he was young, his grandparents taught him how to harvest the birch bark roots and other materials needed to build a canoe. He assisted, learned how to build canoes by hand, and is now traveling the province, passing that knowledge and skill down to indigenous and non-indigenous students. And we've talked about this before, about keeping the tradition alive and not wanting to lose things like this. He says, I love teaching this to communities. Every school I'm at, I'll see two or three students that will come out and self-identify after not wanting to previously. They finally see something they can take pride in. The 7th Fire Campus is located within Georgian Bay Native Friendship Center. It's a school for self-identified First Nation Métis and Inuit students aged 16 to 21 who want to re-engage or continue their education. Uh, Commando was invited to the school because his lessons fit in well with the school's curriculum and he gets the opportunity to pass down valuable knowledge to the next generation, which is really, really nice of him to do. Uh, Cause you know, he could just keep it for himself, build his own canoes and yep. stuff like that and not worry about it. He was in Midland for the final two weeks of April and was able to teach students how to build several small replica birch bark canoes, which they can then take those skills to make full-size ones, right? Commandus says, teaching canoe building is not only about passing down knowledge, but helping students connect with their ancestors. Growing up on reserves and the reserves I go to, there's always a feeling of despair, but it'll, I'll come to the community and all of a sudden that feeling starts to disappear because we are doing something our forefathers have done and the feeling goes away and it's replaced by pride. There you go. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I like hearing stuff like that, stories like that. You know, and these are skills like we've always said. Yeah. Skills like this, if they're not passed on, they're lost forever. Yeah. I mean, I mean, sort of the same example is these guys that these historian guys and, and uh, archaeologists and that that try to. Replicate how they made the Sphinx and how they made the pyramids and stuff. I mean, on a grander scale than a canoe. Yeah. But that's the same sort of thing because it's it's not done. The skills aren't passed on. They aren't written down. Sort of sort of thing. Yeah, it'll eventually just be gone. It'll be lost skill, right? So it's it's cool to to hear stuff like that. Hmm. Um, That's all I've got. That's all I got. That's all I've got. (laughs) Is that all you got? You know what you need to do.
1: Go paddling in Lake Mead?
0: No. Go home and unpack.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes,
0: exactly. (laughs) Find your big box of stuff. I know I'm going to get a text at some point, middle of the night. Found (gasps) it! Found my trimmers! (laughs) (laughs) My glasses. (laughs) I'm watching TV, guess why? Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, Yeah, we've got, I guess... A few weeks, we're heading heading down to Welland to go with. Uh, oh yes, yes, Dennis, yes, new hound
1: and we got to stop in at uh, Rayum uh, uh, Organic Bo- Organic Boat. <laughs> what did I call it? That Rayum. Time? No, right. the, what did I call the boat shop? Say, I knew organic, but I couldn't think of.
0: Uh, I can't remember. Yeah,
1: you laughed at it. I organic couldn't... something or other. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway. the organic boat shop. Check out their, their yeah. canoes.
1: Yes, I gotta, we got to check them out. I want to get a look at these boats.
0: And June, yeah, June's going to be a busy month for paddling, too. Yes. And things. We got a few secret things going on. Yeah. <laughs> all righty. Well, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download or stream our episodes on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. You can go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com and listen uh, by downloading or streaming all our episodes there. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with your friends, family, and fellow paddlers. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek
1: Spest. We'll see you next time.